Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle. And this might be our busiest week yet of the regular season. We have a lot of news to get into today. A lot of stuff has gone down over the past week in Major League Baseball. It's been a very very busy week. I thought the trade deadline was going to be the the busiest, the most newsworthy week of the season, but I think this past seven days might have it beat with everything that has happened. We are going to get into it in just a few minutes, but Trey, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Uh, Glad to see your shining face once again and ready to uh, talk some baseball. Yeah, um, well, we'll kick things off with our usual topics, you know, going through just the past week in baseball looking at your MVPs and the best thing that you saw over the past week. So we'll start it off with you, Trey. When you look at the past seven days in Major League Baseball, who do you give the MVP to? Well, I have to pull it back up because we have uh, have to go. I remember highlighting it on my Twitter account. So I'm going to pull that back up. You did. You did. I remember that. Yes, it is from. The Missouri uh, Midwest Regional, uh, Brody Jackson, and this guy is 11 years old, and he wrote for his dream job, Chicken Nugget Taste Tester. So shout out to that kid, because that's a pretty good dream job, I'd have to say, if you wanted to be a chicken nugget taste tester, because, you know, nothing better than a, a nice chicken nugget. So I will uh, shout out to Brody. Um, I am not sure if Missouri... They were losing at the time when I saw the clip or at least saw the picture on Twitter. So shout out to Brody Jackson, whose dream job was to be a chicken nugget taste tester. Also, literally World Series about to start. So it's always cool to see those cool, you know, graphics of like what the dream jobs are, who their favorite player is. So uh, I'll, I'll go with Brody. All right. Uh, you know, I'll go with a uh, Little League player as well. Um, I'm sure you saw this. It was going around social media everywhere. Aiden Jeffress from Wyoming came up to the plate, not wearing batting gloves, but just wearing yellow work gloves and smacked a home run in the first pitch that he saw. Country strong. That is, uh, that's some grit right there. Kid from Wyoming coming up to the plate wearing work gloves and hitting a home run in the Little League World Series. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on around Little League baseball. Um, it's been fun to watch, it's fun to see the highlights of over the, the past couple of weeks. And yeah, the actual Little League World Series, like you said, getting ready to start in Williamsport. So it should be an exciting time. Um, you know, what is the best thing that you saw this past week, Trey? I feel like each of the things that we just mentioned could fall under that category as well. But let's let's switch it up a little bit. If you got something else around baseball this week that you saw that really stood out to you. I would want to say that it was uh, Jeter and A-Rod on the K-Rod cast, but that led to a Yankees loss. So I will just say, this is hard to think about. I'll go with um, the Virginia softball team 
uh, made it to the, and I think it was Chesterfield, uh, made it yeah, to it all the way to the semis of the Little League World Series in softball. So I will I will say that they had a walk off against North Carolina to uh, to advance or hit at least got the winning run late I believe so I will go with the Chesterfield softball all stars making it all the way to the semifinals of the Little League softball World Series. Nice, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, it is definitely postseason time for youth baseball and softball, and we get so many emails coming into our news station about. Uh, local teams making it to their their national championship or their regional championship. And it's hard to keep track of them because, you know, there's Little League, there's Babe Ruth League, there's like Dixie Youth Leagues. I can't keep track of all of them, but just congratulations to the Chesterfield uh, girls softball making it to the World Series semifinals. I think there was a team out in Amelia County that made it to the national championship. I can't keep track. Congratulations to all of the teams that are making it in their postseason runs this summer um something that stood out to me this week virginia tech baseball the players that got drafted in the mlb draft this year signed a combined seven million dollars in signing bonuses it's a program record for virginia tech players so congratulations to those guys getting paid as they signed their contracts with the major league baseball teams that drafted them uh, of course gavin cross highlighting virginia tech's draft class this year Big, uh, big things coming out of Blacksburg with all the guys that are going to the uh, minor league baseball. And hopefully we'll see some of them in major league baseball in the coming years. All right. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we got a lot of news to get into. A lot of big things have happened over the past week. And we'll start it off with probably the biggest news, a real bombshell that came out late last week. Uh, something that I did not expect, but Fernando Tatis Jr., of the San Diego Padres is suspended 80 games after testing positive for performance enhancing drugs, violating MLB's joint drug program. And he will miss the rest of this season and about the first month of the 2023 season. That's a big blow to the Padres. The big blow. They were expecting to get him back from his injury soon. He hasn't played at all this season. They were expecting to get him back soon. He was going to help them out, make a postseason run. You know, it was going to be. Tatis, Machado, Soto, and Bell at the top of the lineup. They really strong top of the order going into the postseason. And now they lose Tatis and they're going to lose him for the, the first month or so of next season. So that's a big, big blow to the Padres. Yeah, I mean, it appears like some spray that was used after a fungus from a haircut is what his dad said. It can was tainted i mean this is a young star in the league and for this to happen it just sucks like it just sucks it's so disappointing and it takes the padres out of world series contention i think um you know they haven't proved to be the dodgers yet but i think with tatis and that lineup they had a had a realistic shot but Yeah, it takes them out of that, and, you know, uh, I think they'll get them back next year, so we'll see next season what what happens, but this is just all around a disappointment. Like, it just sucks to see, you know, a young star get get labeled with this because it's going to hang around for a while. Like, everything he does now is going to be questioned, and it just sucks to see. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I don't believe either of the excuses that we've seen. You know, Tatis himself came out and said that it was a medication that he used to treat ringworm. His dad said it was uh, a spray they used for a fungus. I don't believe that. You know, you, you got to know what you're doing. If you're a major league baseball player and you end up taking some kind of banned substance, you have to know what you're doing. All right. You got to know what you're putting in your body. There, there's no way that you could just accidentally get caught using something that you're not supposed to be using. So I don't buy into that excuse. I think he knew what he was doing. And it's going to cloud over his, uh, you know, he, he's so young. He's only 23 years old. He's only played a couple of seasons, but it's going to cloud over his legacy going forward. You know, he could, he'll come back next year. He'll probably have a great season. He'll have a great rest of his career, but it's just going to cloud over his legacy. And I mean, you know how I feel about players that use steroids. So I, I, I'm disappointed in him. He's one of the best young players in the league. He's exciting to watch. But when you have something like this happen, it's really disappointing. And, you know, you hope that everyone is playing the game clean. You hope that everyone is following the rules. So it's really disappointing when you see a player that's as big of a name as Tatis is. And it comes out that they were breaking the rules. So it's really disappointing. It, it's just not good for the game. It's not good for the Padres. Um, he, he was still injured when the news broke. And so I think the suspension didn't take effect until the Padres activated him, which, you know, if he's not going to play the rest of the season anyway, they might as well just go ahead and activate him and get the, the get the suspension started so that he can play as early as he can next year. Um, so I'm not sure whether or not the suspension has officially started if they've activated him from the injured list, but yeah, just a really disappointing situation all around. You hate to see it, and I just hope that he'll learn from it and won't make this same kind of mistake going forward. That's all we can hope. And, you know, this was the first big blow to an NL, NL contender this week, and we're about to talk about another one, which is not due to suspension but due to injury. Uh, I saw this pop up. The Dodgers tweeted Walker Bueller having season-ending surgery. Um, which is very unfortunate for a Dodgers team that, you know, is the best team in baseball right now, the way they're playing. And I think if they're going to play, obviously the Mets look like the second best team in the National League. Um, you, you need the pitching to match the Mets and Walker Buehler's your ace. So this was a big, big blow for, for the Dodgers. What are your thoughts on this? And does it change your opinion on who might be the favorite in the National League? Yeah, that's not um I mean obviously it's a it's a blow to the Dodgers rotation. Um how long has he been out for already? Do you know? At least a couple of months, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's is it obviously sucks for the Dodgers, but the fact that they are playing this well without him you know, they're going to miss him in the postseason, but I think they're still the best team in baseball. If if you added him back in from his injury, then it would just be a huge addition to them. But the fact that they're playing this well without him right now, I think it shows that not to say they don't need him, but they're getting by and they're actually playing very well. They're They're the best record in baseball. They're going to be the best team in the National League. So I don't think that they're going to miss him that much. I think that he would have been a huge help 
And, you know, postseason baseball, you need all the pitching that you can get. So they'll obviously he was shut wish down they had June. him. Okay. As so June. Yeah. So about two, two months without him. And they're still playing extremely well. So, yeah, in the postseason, they'll wish they had him. But I think that they have still got the best team in baseball. And I personally, I don't think it makes that big of a difference going forward for them the rest of the season. I think it would have been, yeah, it would have been great for the Dodgers if they could have added him back from his injury. But I don't think they're really losing anything because he's already been injured for two months. The good news is they can, uh, Dustin May is is slowly starting to uh, come back. It looks like he'll come back from his Tommy John surgery at some point this season. So they'll add a pitcher that they know has delivered for them in the postseason. So, and then obviously they'll get Kershaw back at some point this season. So the injuries are piling up on the starting pitching side. And so if that's going to be, you know, the whole, like that could be the weakness of this Dodgers team is, do they have the starting pitching to get it done? I think they have everything else to get it done. They definitely have the lineup. But when you, you know, play the Mets, like DeGrom and Scherzer are two of the best, and you're going to need a guy that can go, you know, go with them. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. They, I mean, they've got some really good guys in this rotation still, and, you know, Tony Gonsolin's having a great season. Julio Urias is having a great season. Tyler Anderson is putting together a good year. So they've got three solid guys. If they get, you know, Kershaw back and bring up Dustin May, I think they'll be set for the postseason. I think that, you know, yes, obviously having Walker Bueller would be a great help, but I think they still got a solid rotation and they could add those two other guys to help, you know, round it out going into the playoffs and the rest of the year. So for me, I think the Dodgers are still in a good in a good place. Uh, some other news around Major League Baseball. Got another manager firing. Kind of came out of nowhere yesterday. Chris Woodward, former manager of the Texas Rangers, has been relieved of his duties. I'm not really... I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts or feelings on this. You know, it's not really that surprising. Um, the Rangers aren't very good. I think it was only his second year on the job, second or third year on the job. So, you know, I don't know. I'm a fan of giving guys a little more time to try to turn things around, especially for a franchise like the Texas Rangers, where they haven't been good for a couple of years and they need time to turn things around. But I guess the ownership, general manager thought that his time was up and they're going to try to change things up and they won their first game without him. So I guess things are looking good, but starting off hot. I think that is the uh, fourth manager firing we've had this year, along with Joe Madden, Joe Girardi. And there was one more. I'm blanking right now. Charlie Montoya. Charlie Montoya was fired in July. That's, you know, that's a surprising one. Chris Woodward getting fired from the Rangers. That's not that surprising. But you have a, a team in Toronto that's, you know, oh, yeah, in that wild just card happened. contention. That's surprising yeah, to me. Maybe because they are underachieving, we're expected to contend. Like, you know, we, the Yankees are still struggling, and no one in the AL East has really seemed to have been able to close in on the Yankees when they've been a 500 baseball team the last month. And so that could have played a part into it. So, 
yeah, that that was shocking. That was that was one that that took us back. In kind of, I guess, because it's Toronto, fell under the radar at the same time. So, I mean, didn't you have the Blue Jays in the World Series this year? No, you I don't the World think so. I think you did. Mm, we'll have to we'll have to check that one, but uh, I'm pretty sure because I had the White Sox, I had Dodgers, White Sox, and that's looking bad. <laughs> it's very possible that I did. I don't I see that happening now. J- I think you had Brewers Jace. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that does sound like uh, does sound like something I would say. So I could have seen at the at the beginning of I the season. Hey, I was smart enough to change it two weeks into the season to the to the Yankees Yankees Mets. So, well, good for you. Hey, changing it two weeks into the, the season. Hey, speaking of the Mets. Um, fun game last night with the Braves and the Mets. Wait a minute, you didn't just pick the wait, time out. I just looked it up. You didn't just pick the Blue Jays to make the World Series, you picked them to win it. I picked the Blue Jays to win the World Series. Yes. All right. I mean, I can't <laughs> I can't turn back now. I picked the Dodgers at least. Whew. That's fun. It could still happen. All right. They're still in a wild card spot. It could still happen. It could. I uh side I got in a debate with my friend and his friends about could the Orioles make a like run like the you know, like the Braves did and like the Nats did. And I was like, No, they can't. why not? I was like, they don't have uh Steven Strasburg or Max Fried or Dansby or you know, I just started listening to all the good players that yeah. I was like, they just traded their best player to Houston. I don't think, you know, if the O's make it, it'll be a great story, but they're not going to win the World Series this year. That's why they made all those moves. Never know. They could make a run. They can make a we'll run. We'll see. We'll see. Man, I forgot that I picked the Blue Jays to win the World Series. All right, I'm sticking with it, though. I got I to gotta stick with my pick. You know, once we get to the postseason and the, the seedings and the schedule is set, then we'll we'll rethink things and I'll make a different pick then. But for right now, I got to stick with the, the Blue Jays. I'm not changing things up. Anyway, speaking of the Mets, last night was a fun game. The Braves taking on the Mets at home. You. 13 to 1, the final score. The Braves just stomping all over the Mets. Ronald Acuna Jr. had three doubles in the game. Uh, Travis Darno had a three-run home run. Vaughn Grissom has been great for the Braves since they called him up last week. Three great rookies on this Braves team with Michael Harris Jr., or Michael Harris the, the second, uh, Spencer Strider, and now Vaughn Grissom. Fantastic game last night by the Braves, and I hope that they keep it going the rest of the, the series. It's a four-game series against the Mets. Last time they played, it was a five-game series, so they're playing a lot of games against the Mets right now, which can be good or it can be bad. It's good if you win them, bad if you lose. Uh, Spencer Strider, though, the last time out that the Braves and the Mets played, he had some comments about how the Mets have been having a lot of luck recently offensively, and that's great. It's August. Let's see how they do when it's October. And then Spencer Strider took the mound last night for the Braves against the Mets, pitched five innings, gave up just one run on three hits and struck out four. So a pretty good performance by Strider. 
um, backing up his comments against New York last night. So fun game by the Braves. I hope that they can keep it going the rest of this series against New York. Yankees still kind of struggling a little bit right now, Trey, but they are still, you know, I think the best team or, well, not right now. They're, according to their record, they're the second best team in the American League, but I think they've still got it in them to take that top seed in the American League when the playoffs start. Yeah, I mean, I think they need Stanton back in the lineup. Uh, Aaron Hicks should not play center field, but I knew that a couple seasons ago, and it's still happening. Um, we'll see if Harrison Bader gets back, if he's healthy, then they get their everyday center fielder. Judge is still playing really well. So we'll we'll see what happens with this team. You know, they're in a big slump. They've won four of their last 13 games. That's not good. And, you know, it's better to have the slump in August than September, October. So uh, they'll, I believe they'll get out of this. And, you know, they have a big series of the Mets next week. And it's going to be exciting to see what the Yankees do. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. If they keep struggling and they lose out on the top seed in the American League, and then they have an early exit in the playoffs. Do Aaron you? Gone. Aaron Boone's gone. What about Brian Cashman? I, th- I thought Cashman should have gone years ago. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I don't know if Cashman goes. I don't know if they clean house. I could see it. I mean, there's a couple seasons where I thought Cashman should have gone. I think Cashman made really good moves with this team this past offseason, going, getting IKF, who finally hit a homer, but defensively he's been great and getting Clay, like Clayber Torres should have never played shortstop. And, and the fact that they got, you know, went defensive, Rizzo, IKF, and um, who else? Uh, the catcher, I'm blanking on the name, Trevino. Yeah. Uh, you who became an all star, like getting him, and you think trading Gary Sanchez away and, and Gio Rochelle away is that was a big move, and, and bringing in Donaldson and bringing in Trevino and IKF is they've got defensively better, which was the weakness of the team last season. But it, I don't know, there's I think there's really good players in their AAA team that they could call up. Um, and help this team out, and they're just seem willing, not willing to do it yet. And I don't know if that's like they don't think they're ready to play, but I just think there's a couple things you could do. If I mean, if Judge leaves, then Cashman is that 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 could be a fireball offense in itself. The Judge situation could be a fireball offense in itself. So we'll we'll see what happens. So the interesting thing, that, you know, what could be interesting in all this is yeah the the biggest thing for the Yankees this offseason is re-signing Aaron Judge so do you fire Cashman and have someone new come in and try to re-sign Judge or do you keep Cashman even though you know the Yankees are underperforming and have him try to re-sign Judge because they're familiar they know each other you know that could be an interesting thing to think about when the time comes to make those decisions this offseason I don't know that you want someone new coming in that, you know, they're unfamiliar and they're just, you know, 
just talking business. Whereas you have Cashman and Judge, they know each other, they have a relationship. That's something to think about. Anything else, Trey? I got nothing, man. Let's uh, another week of baseball on the way, and we're we're getting closer and closer. Uh, playoff format was announced um, yesterday. It, it appears we're gonna have a lot of back-to-back games, including cross could be cross cross country trips depending on the matchups. So that's gonna be something to watch out for. Is the series take on so playoffs getting closer latest- and closer? latest world series ever if it goes seven games i think the final game was november 5th how about that november baseball in new york is going to be great <laughs> that that actually is a big risk because <laughs> it could snow if if, if the yankees or the mets make the world series which would not be shocking it could have some it would be an interesting kind of way they they have to handle that a neutral site World Series in Dallas is coming this year to avoid the snow. All right. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast at Trelaw VT at Mackins in the news at Foul Ball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us your thoughts on the baseball season so far. As always, leave us a five-star review, like, and subscribe. Share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.